Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank, with your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, the question, are recessions actually good for NFTs? Andrew, what are we seeing in the news? Yeah, what are we seeing out here? We've got new companies, new what I'd say traditional finance type of companies coming into the metaverse. We've seen lots of companies keep buying properties and filing different trademark applications for metaverse usage. And we've got this uh, the last couple of days, we've got American Express and HSBC both announcing plans for the metaverse. I think it's just with trademark applications at this point for Amex, although I believe that HSBC is actually going the 3D world route and acquiring some land right in uh, the sandbox. So I actually haven't noticed uh, many financial institutions going towards a sandbox. It seems like Decentraland has been the platform of choice for whatever reason for financial companies, but uh, certainly I've seen a lot of activity with the sandbox. So interesting that HSBC has chosen to go that route. Yeah, it's interesting. I was like, which one are you going to go with? I would say Decentraland, far more established in more detailed graphics and, and user interface there as far as that goes in terms of being able to run around an actual metaverse, but people are moving in. Definitely yeah. And it seems like they are taking it the, the very literal uh, metaverse way of being 3D world. And we'll see if that ends up being the way that a lot of people play with the metaverse or interact with these companies in the metaverse. But that is the way they're, they seem to be going at this point. In other news, we've got uh, English Premier League. We've talked about them a little bit and how the bidding was getting crazy, but the bidding eventually went to consensus. Uh, big OG company in the NF or in the crypto space. They are the creators of MetaMask, uh, Infura, an IPA uh, or a uh, API that runs a lot of NFT uh, services behind the scenes and a number of other things, but it's a big company. So they are partnering with the Premier League and it's a uh, big money. I think it was a three-year deal for, ended up being, let's see, almost $600 million. Uh, so we've got a lot of money here and I would expect big things uh, from this partnership. Yeah, I think big sports, new audience, global market. I really like global market coming into it because the more you can also diversify away from just American buyers means there's less, oh, here's, this week happened to be good news from the executive order. Who knows what next week is? So the more you've got uh, global stability in the market, uh, the, the better and healthier I think you end up with as uh, an NFT marketplace. Yeah. And I see you've got one other item that you just uh, added to our list here, George. Ooh, what do you got this here? Is a tasty one. Uh, there are whispers of a meta mask airdrop. Airdrop, again, being the, the stuff that gets handed to you because you are using a platform, holding an NFT, or doing something that indicates that your wallet is in fact, involved. And Mask is the probably number one safest, smartest way to be interacting with your NFTs, logging in, going between different websites like OpenSea and others. They have confirmed that they are going to launch their own token. The rumor, uh, and I'll, we'll do our best to keep track of it, is that 
Uh, anyone who's made a swap on the platform may get an airdrop when they introduce their own token. So uh, if you have not swapped on MetaMask, maybe consider, especially when gas is low, throwing some money between USDC and Ethereum. Again, this is not financial advice because I'm talking about airdrops. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, not a bad idea to go use the protocol a bit, use MetaMask, make those transfers. Uh, they do take a, a bit higher percentage. They find you the best price when they're doing uh, swaps, but they do take a small percentage. That's how they make money. So of course, that's how, uh, that's how you'll be eligible for the airdrop. I've heard some People are post apparently posting jobs for people to just create wallets for them and use them like this. So there, there are many people preparing for this in the same way, but it's not a bad idea to, to go ahead and do that and make yourself eligible. At this. Yeah, for sure. Right. Other hand stuff out. You might as well get a little bit. And also quick shout out to the ransom NFT market data. You've been doing some heavy lifting, I'll say, on really gate, really great Dune analytics dashboards looking at seven day, 30 day, 90 day, looks at average trading volumes and across different platforms, including Ethereum, Polygon, and Optimism. There's some really great stuff. So by all means, find that in the show notes and take a look at some of these really cool dashboards. Yeah, we don't quite actually don't have the uh, Polygon and Optimism quite yet. You can sign up oh, to be there. Clicking, if you on click it. on it, yeah, you'll get oh. to sign up for when we've got that coming. But I do have some things in the works there. So those are also available on Dune Analytics, which I used to create these dashboards. It's now on a site that will uh, pull in some additional API for added data, still add in some areas there. That's at random.xyz is the easy way to get there. And as George mentioned, we do have that in the notes as well. Oh, that's awesome. So speaking of some of these analytics, I can't help but note that chart goes down. Numbers are going down. I think the question of recession in the U.S. sense is in question, looking at Fed rate hikes recently, saying how do we stave off inflation, but also uh, avoid stagflation or a full recession by causing the money tightening in the wrong ways. And I think in a big picture, the way I, look, I don't understand macroeconomics. I don't think there's anybody who really does. It's really complicated. But less money in the system, less discretionary spending probably leads to less investment in things that are probably not critical, such as NFT investing and playing around in general, right? The looser the wallets, the more free spending cash that people have, the more likely that something like a luxury good, which I'd qualify NFTs, would go up. And then conversely, bad things happen if recession. So that's kind of like where we land. But I think there's actually upside to moments like this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think for one, we really don't know how a recession and the and NFTs will go together. We haven't seen this. NFTs are, are young and we haven't seen them go through a recessionary market. We don't know if it's coming or not. We've seen certainly cold cycles in the crypto market. And in those cases, as we mentioned um, in our last episode, we had a, a good report from Nansen that discussed how NFTs have actually performed quite well as a hedge against crypto prices, or at least Ethereum NFTs have. So maybe we'll see that that same scenario play out. That being said, I could see um, some prices taking uh, quite a dive. If Real discretionary spending starts getting, I don't know, drawn back a bit. It could be tough to, to hold on to all of these, uh, this JPEG. Look, we have seen it, as you said, when there was the big market pullback in result to the pandemic. Bitcoin dropped to 3,000. <clears throat> ETH was trading well under 1,000. 
And those were times where conviction was tested. And had you bought in and understood, wait a minute, this is something that's not going to go away. I, I think recessions are times when uncertainty is shaken out of the market and people that are just don't have that type of thesis that, wait a minute, this is something cultural. It's something that is going to have long-term staying power. There's opportunities and better opportunities not to frankly jump in and buy something that's wildly overpriced for where you are with hype. It's actually a safer time to, to get in and test into some of these projects as opposed to maybe where we were that was like red hot back in October with both the price of ETH and NFTs launching every single second. It was just, it was really easy, I will say, to just lose half an ETH just because. Chose something that you're like, oh, the rocket ship's going to take off. I need to jump in and this is where the prices are. You just normalize these much higher numbers, much higher risk. And I would say on the plus side here that recessions or temporary pullbacks will be good to settle some of the like ridiculous projects. I think that were rising up and, and shake out the ones and focus the ones have staying power that, that may be just better. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think that's, you know, potentially how the market may react is, you know, really getting rid of the low quality projects and focusing more on, on the good projects. And as we've discussed a little bit in the there's still a relatively small number of, of good, solid NFT projects with reputable teams that you can really rely on. And that's where people are going to find their way, I think, if you've got to sell everything. And unfortunately, some things, it gets tough because they, the liquidity drives up quickly in some of these projects. But I think that will help to focus on the ones that are building, that are doing new things. And it'll give them I don't know, some more time to do that. I think if this does happen versus what's happening right or has been happening this past year, which was you had to always be the loudest and shiniest object and you had to always be getting attention. And that's not, that's not always great for the health of the project. If that's what the, the team is busy doing and not necessarily building things that are going to have lasting value, it can go the wrong way. So I think there's some opportunity for the great projects to shine through here. And I think that, you know, I think that's what we need to look for and start looking at which ones are going to to handle this well and which ones are are you know more likely to maybe not even turn and run but just not be able to navigate the uh, the next whatever months or years bring i also look at it as a time to kind of dollar cost average in to projects that i have conviction on that i i believe in or i believe in the team and it just so happens at this moment in time they're just getting you know, dumped on for instance, right now, Pegasi, its, it's in-game currency, Viz, has dropped significantly. It went from hovering around, like it got up to like 20, 21 cents to now it's at 0. 0.006. It's not looking great, but I still believe in like where they're driving. And I was actually looking at their, the founding NFT assets, which have just dropped considerably. They haven't, they, the last time they were this low, it was like around when they were getting like minted in original. So I think there's opportunities when recession, overall down markets, pull down projects that maybe you have a personal conviction in to say, oh, interesting. Now it's being tested. Ironically, I think Zed actually was going through a much more down market when I was just talking about in the fall when everything else was going up, Zed was just getting crushed because of various reasons. And now it's actually on, on an upswing. There are ways of looking at individual projects as micro economies because look, it's so small. I think this is important. It's so small that even with a macro recession environment, the fact that only a handful of people from a percentage basis are holding NFTs and more people will be coming in, 
it may just simply overrun it anyway. There's a leak of matter. The space and people are building even when it's quiet. I'd say maybe even especially when it's quiet. And that's not going away. These people have raised money to go and build these NFT products. There's going to be more products coming and they may not all be great, but I think there's going to be some real winners here that will bringing more people into the market will keep enticing people to keep their money in NFTs, not go looking necessarily for, I think most people in NFTs are otherwise looking at other crypto assets. And that may not also be, may not be most people's expertise or interest, especially if they came in through NFTs. So I don't know that this market is just going to go away because maybe the prices go down a bit. I think it's going to take a, a, I think it could shift a lot um, in that we're not, we're certainly not going to see every project be able to just mint out right away at insane prices. And as you said, that could be, could be a healthy thing for this market. All right. That's where we got a little silver lining on what we're seeing in the, the overall potential recession, but positive things to, to look forward to. And hey, on the upside, looks like ETH is it's trending up, but it depends on what hour you're looking at. It. <laughs> That's right. We don't know what day or hour. Or... We don't know when you're listening to this, but ETH is probably hopefully up. Let's just tell you, ETH's up, okay, from at some point. <laughs> All right. Thanks. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.